following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very, very special guest. Idris is in the building. How are you doing today, Idris? What's going on, brother? I'm doing well. Uh, happy to be here. Thrilled. Again, grateful that people are willing to and able to hear my story. So excited to chop with you. For sure, man. Uh, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions to warm up the tone or set the tone. Uh, and after that, we'll jump into the wheel of fate. We'll spin the wheel and whichever number it lands on, that's how the flow will how the show will flow. And after that, we'll finish it off with some closeout questions. Sound good, you, sound good to you, Idris? It does, man. I like the format. Right on, man. It's dope. It's going to be kind of like a lightning pace-ish because uh, normally the it'll be it's normally a one-hour episode. But since you got a uh, time constraint, we'll, we'll push through it. Um, let's start off with how have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately, man? Yeah, shoot. Um doing well man busy as heck you know with with oakland roots and oakland soul project 510 uh deep in the season and in the weeds of just ensuring that we get across the finish line and make people happy in the community uh but professionally i say i'm doing really well uh personally um gosh uh, humbled uh, grateful that you know people around me have health and are doing well especially in these times I know it's been real difficult the past couple of years with the pandemic. So, you know, I'm doing well, but obviously sending love to people that may not be uh, in a similar space because I think a lot of folks need it. But um, doing well, man. Appreciate sure. the question. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. Glad to hear you're doing well and busy is good. Busy is good. Um, my sec second question yeah. for you in the warm up is what would you like the audience to know about you? I actually would love the the audience to know more about Oakland Roots and Oakland Soul and what we're trying to accomplish with uh, this cool project that we have on on the uh, you know on the radar uh, in the in the Bay Area. It's a new concept. It's a professional sports organization, and I would love for people to just kind of rally behind it, get to know it, and uh, familiar familiarize themselves with it. Given that it's a it's a new sports entity, and we don't have the you know, hundred year long history or whatnot of other sports teams, but you know, we're we're rooted, no pun intended, we're here and you know, we're trying to show up for the community and do things that that they appreciate. And so um I would love for them to to know about that, man. For sure. Uh and one quick follow up is uh what kind of sports does your, your business do? Um is it, you know, the four yeah. major American sports or are you guys doing something different? Yeah, great question. I mean, we are called the Oakland Roots Sports Club, Oakland Soul Sports Club, but the median uh, in which we operate in is soccer uh, or football, as most of the other world knows it as. Um, but yeah, we are a soccer organization. Um, it is a bigger vision that we tap into sports um, generally. Um, you know, life is a sport. So for me, you know, everyday life and uh, associating with roots and soul in that regard is uh, really meaningful and 
you know, it is the 10 year long, 30 year long vision that, you know, we have some of the next best athletes come out of um, Oakland and the greater Bay Area as a byproduct of our project. And that's kind of the, the big vision of the sports club. But we're a we're a soccer team at, a, at our heart uh, right now. For sure. And the team is called Oakland Soul, correct? Oakland Soul is our women's side gotcha. um, and gotcha. Oakland Roots is our men's side. Yeah. Gotcha. Oakland Roots, Oakland Soul, for sure. Um, my second question, my third question for you in the warm up is uh, if I if there was a way I could express the energy you possess, what sort of act could I do? Like, How would you like to be honored? Mm-hmm. I, I say this a lot. And most people probably know me for it is, is to hold doors open for people and uh, to leave them open. It's my firm belief that small acts go a long way in this life and in our existence. Um, You know, the other day, NASA came out with like those crazy ass images of, you know, the universe. And the thing that got me was the explanation of one of those images, which was, you know, if you hold up that image to the sky, that's, that's how much of the universe was in that one image. And there was like millions and billions of, you know, planets and solar systems and galaxies in this one image. And that for me made me really think about like how we human beings see impact on planet Earth. It is not actually to like try to change the the scope of our reality, um, but it's to do the small things. Because when 7 billion people do small ass things for each other and to each other, it it leads to a greater impact on our planet, which is the only thing we can control. We can't control anything else other than what we can do and where we live. And so if there's one way to commemorate, I'd say just hold doors open for people and be kind, you know? Um, You don't know what people are going through. Um, We live in a world where mental health um, is a crisis. You know, it's it's, it's happening. Everyone goes through it on some level. And holding a door open, I think, uh, can open a gateway into kindness for people that uh, they they generally don't think about. So that's I'd say that, man, for sure. For sure, man. Now we know. Now we know. And uh, my, <laughs> my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Oh, man, I'm constantly learning, bro. Uh, I'd say shit, six six or seven for sure, for sure. um the only the only reason why I, I tip on that side of the scale is because i think you got to have confidence to be successful um but at the same rate i'm i'd like to think that i'm humble and grounded enough to know that like there's a lot of shit i don't know um about the world and about myself so constantly growing constantly expanding but i err on the side of confidence and knowing that you know, I, knowing that you don't know anything is is powerful, and that's that's why I give myself a six seven room for growth. No, for sure. I, I hear it, man. Uh, I'm normally a five on a good day. You feel me? Um, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time. At, at my best times, I'm probably a ten. But at my worst times, I'm probably at a one. You know, when I don't really know myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a fluctuation. Mm-hmm. It's a wave, and uh, we all ride it. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, boss. We gonna to turn to the wheel of fate, uh, so we can knock out some questions. Um, and just sure. <laughs> this is a reminder: if there's any question that's too deep or too personal, you don't want to talk about it. Feel free to pass. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Cool, man. Appreciate you. And if I'm talking too much, you got to stop me too. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> this is your space to talk, man. And no worries. I, I got you when we need to cut it off. Um, but number 22 is your first one. And uh, this question is, how much of yourself is genetics versus influence? Like, would you say you're more like what you can see in your family versus, you know, what environment you grew up in? Mm-hmm. I think it's a 50-50, bro. It's that nature versus nurture conversation that people always have. I think your environment matters. I think who you are is equally as important. Um, I believe that you come onto this earth with uh, a certain set of who you are as a person and no environment can change that ever, right? Um, and that's I, f- I firmly believe that. And then there's other things that you can uh, you know, learn over time and that comes with your environment. And I'd say I, I get a lot of who I am because that's who I am and that's how I was born. But then I also was able to accumulate amazing knowledge and skill sets because of the people that I was surrounded with and because of the people that held me accountable and maybe guided me in one direction versus another. Feel me? And it could have just been one mistake, you know, that I would have made that would have led my life down a different path. But because I had, you know, an older cousin that looked after me or a mom and dad that was a bit more strict, um, you know, these things shaped my decision making. But who I was as an individual was who I was, is is the decision making that they helped shape. Right. So I think it's 50 50. For sure. Um if, if you can, one follow-up is what, what's one way you would say you're you're like your family, you know, that you could see tangibly, like okay, that's how they are, that's how I am. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Afghan man, so like I'm a first-generation Afghan American. Um, there's values that come along with my culture that I I just I couldn't have gotten being born and raised in born in Oakland, raised in the Bay Area, living in in America, mm-hmm. and that's quality of of the afghan american afghan culture that like i mean just it, it's only unique to that it's the family orientation being heavily and highly dedicated to my family and legacy and trying to make an impact on this world being good humans collectively um you know holding the door open being hospitable uh being generous um you know we we're people that love saying uh, goodbye for three hours because we we thrive on interpersonal relationships and those are the things that culturally i think i picked up on that i probably wouldn't have um gotten if i wasn't a afghan and if i wasn't muslim um those two things shape my uh my perspective and those are the things that i really tap into on a daily basis bro for sure uh, much kudos uh, staying family oriented man because you know American culture I'm not saying it's not family oriented but it feels like in, in different cultures that the immediate family the nuclear family is a lot closer than in American culture uh, and I feel like for me you know I'm Filipino and I was I would say in a similar vein family is very important but I don't think I've held my end of the bargain on that which I apologize to them all the time <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. hope I can grow into 
you know, grow into different habits pretty much and keep that the family values alive somehow. Uh, but yeah, so kudos sure. to you, man. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think a lot of foreign folks can get that. And Americans have that sense of tradition and culture as well. But yeah, I, I mean, there's the there's some about the tribal way of how Afghans connect and communicate that you just don't get in say an urban city you know over time um, these these folks are heavily ingrained in their identity and are very very proud and it comes by way of just like you know seeing through values of family and community and I think honestly just speaking from the heart I think We've, we're losing that in America because of competition, because of, you know, wanting to be better than someone else or wanting to have more money than someone else or clout to someone else. I mean, the way I see it, bro, and I'm probably beating this to death is, you know, you can't accomplish shit on an island by yourself. You put any person in this universe on an island and you tell them they exist for more than 70 days, the likelihood that, you know, 90% of those folks would, would be able to make it is like zero. Like they would just not make it, you know? Um, we thrive off of human beings and interactions. And, you know, I just say isolate yourself for a little bit and think about how much you rely on other people to exist. And then you'll realize the importance of like other human beings and family and kinship and brotherhood and sisterhood. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not the best at it either, bro. I got to call my aunties and uncles back and all that. You know, that's I got to get better on it. But uh, no, for sure. At least we know it, right? At yeah. least we know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're you're building up uh, your your business, and it sounds like that you've been able to kind of get over the the fact like you you can't do it alone, right? You you got to ask for help. You got to build a team, um, and an organization to push forward. I have the hardest trouble with that, man. Like, you know, just thinking that I, I can't do it by myself. And uh, and for for you, how did you kind of get over? I, I would only assume because I think a lot of people struggle with it is how did you start asking for help or at least, you know, laying the foundations to find a team that, you know, you could push forward with. Yeah, I mean, you can't do anything by yourself. I've said that, you know, in this in the prior question. But for me, um, relying on the fact that there's human beings in this world that maybe are smarter than you or have a skill set that you don't have. That's a problem that I had to I had to figure out as I was navigating this space. Right. As an entrepreneur, you're constantly trying to control the process and you're trying to believe that everything that you do has an impact and has control over the process and at some point dude as scalability happens as growth happens you you like you have to get rid of this notion that you can do all things right and rather you got to be relying on people that have tremendous skill sets to complete things to get things across the line and i've been blessed to have been able to work with people at roots now that are just some of the best people I've interacted with and my barometer for hiring people, my barometer for whether or not we're, we're successful is if the people we're hiring are actually better people than I am. And I can see myself working for them, right? If you're hiring to hire someone, that's probably the wrong mentality, right? But if you're hiring to ensure that this individual can lead the organization one day in whatever department or function that they're hired in, um, 
man and they're better people than you in certain regards um that's how you get people that check your moral compass as you go and they ensure that you're not misstepping and you don't have blind spots because everyone has a blind spot but if you're around people that can navigate those for you and can call you out i'm a big believer in radical candor like being mad honest with each other you know holding each other accountable sure truth hurts sometimes but at the end of the day man like you know you gotta have skin that can take bullets you know because this game is is difficult this game of entrepreneurship ain't easy and if everyone could do it they'd be going to barnes and noble and reading books and they'd, they'd make it you know what i mean yeah um but it's rigorous ethic and discipline and you know relying on other people uh, trusting other people um and that's i think the way to to make it happen and again i say all this bro with like I'm just, I'm in the middle of this. We're four years, five years into it. So like, you know, my perspective might change in a few years, but that's at least for the little amount of success that I've seen, like that's what's worked. You feel me? For sure, man. For sure. Uh, I want to thank you for, for sharing your perspective, man. Um, since we're in a tight window, we're going to move on to this one exercise before the closeout questions, which is the 34th mantra. I'm going to ask you to fill in a phrase, which is I am, I can, I will. Uh, give it a second mm. to think about it let me know when you're ready and i'll take you to that stage where you'll say your mantra mm. i am i can i will right yeah yeah uh, all right i i think i'm ready all right boss. <laughs> here you go i am i can i will i am that i am i can do all things and i will give to humanity those are my three man for sure Bob. pretty straightforward <laughs> did, did the i i am that i am did that make sense i, or, I have yeah. an idea of what it means but i'm sure you know okay. you have your your reasons as well what, um, what do you think what do you think i meant uh, out of curiosity i wonder how people perceive perceive that phrase that i am what i am uh i am that i am that i am i am that i am mm-hmm. it kind of changes a little bit um <laughs> I think it's almost a personal perception of who you are. Like I am that I am. It almost sounds like who you're envisioning and who you want to be. That's who you are. Um, so that, mm. that's how I kind of take it. You could tell me if I'm completely wrong, though. <laughs> nah, I mean that. You know, see the beauty of this phrase. Um, and I got this phrase from um, this spiritual guy. His name is Dr. Wayne Dyer. Has now passed. You know, he he was. Um, dope cat man i read a lot of his books growing up my, my dad and my mom would play his tapes while i was like on the way to soccer games and shit and he just he used to say that like you know when you walk around and you believe that you are everything that you believe you are and that you are all things and that you're integrated um and that you have an impact on things um life life starts to like actually open up in a way for you that reciprocates that energy right um and there was also this other thing about like oh you know when you ask the world you know give me give me give me you know and you delineate yourself from the world the world asks you give me give me give me and that's when life becomes difficult but when you see yourself as one with the world and everything and everyone 
what happens is you you give right and then the world reciprocates that back to you and so that's kind of my interpretation of i am that i am and um i like to see myself as nothing less or nothing more than anyone else feel me we're all kind of a part of the same fabric and dna of this universe so it's it's pretty deep and you can unwind that how you please but um you tapped into elements of it so no doubt uh i wish we had more time to explore that some more but maybe maybe another time because i am i am about that energy i am about you know yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so we could go on about it for for hours but uh all right man i know yeah. you you press with time so let me give you the last question the question that ties everything together which is 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are mm. watching this video what would you like to tell them Sheesh, bro, you came in with the heat. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in with questions that make me. You uh, could pause there. Stay man. Up. <laughs> you could pause there and we could push <laughs> on another time. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, bro. I mean, I quite frankly, I've never thought beyond 100 years. Um, you know, damn. I, so I don't, I don't do anything in my life that may not have an impact right like i i think that i'm here for a short period of time we all are like it's fractional compared to the grand scheme of things and if i'm here and i'm just trying to do shit to do shit and get through time like that's not my that's not my prerogative that's not how i get motivated how i get motivated every single day to get up and stay active and be active is to just try to do some shit that leaves the world in a better place, you know, that makes one person happier, that makes one person more confident, you know, and I, and I want to do that through things like sport, things like culture, things like fashion, things like design, because traditionally people have done it through means of religion and, and other things, politics. And like, I just think that a lot of that, is not the way to humanity. I think the way to humanity is um, through human design, is to thinking about uh, human emotion and empathy. And so I think uh, to my to my descendants, maybe this is just a common message, 100, 200, 300 years is, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in the bullshit of life because we create a lot of complexities every day around existence and how to exist. And to never fear or feel sad about your actions because your actions can have tremendous impact. And therefore, you know, you shouldn't be fearful of acting knowing that your, you know, every decision has an impact on the earth and people around you, but you should use that as a tool to be motivated about doing good things, you know, and treating people with respect and, I think if if they could carry that theme of humanity, decency and respect through the next 300 years, maybe each one of the descendants will tell will treat four people with respect. And then that turns into another four people and that turns into another four people. And now you're looking at thousands, hundreds, millions, whatever it is. Um, and shit, that's, that should be all of ours message, right? It's just like keep keep opening doors for each other and keep being respectful and kind. And I think um, shit we might be in a better world in 300 years you never know you know so. I, I think we are at a 
and this might be big headed of thinking of our generation or the time we're in right now, but at age of renaissance, you know, when we we're kind of like um, realizing the.